Blog Talk Radio. This week's Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Dungeon Broadcasting live from the PCR studio. The Emperor has been expecting you. Where Geekishik and Pandemonium reign supreme. Come into the coach and get together, have a few laughs. Your host will discuss everything you need to know about the world of Geek. Oh yeah! So grab your staff, throw on your cape, and roll your 20-sided die. Because it's time for... Dungeon Crawlers Radio. And welcome to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. If you can hear us, that is awesome. If you can't, well, I don't know what's going on. So, oh, is that not over there? Got it. Move your hand. There. Are we there? I don't know. I can't hear myself. But, yes, today is crazy and weird, and we are doing a little bit of everything. Uh, plug that in. This uh, this uh, thing of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by new stuff and breaking. Gentlemen, behold, Dungeon Crawler Radio. <laughs> yeah, we are alive. I can hear us. Okay, good. Well, it's it's yeah, it's just strange. I still can't hear myself. So uh, there we go. I can start to hear myself now. So welcome. Sorry, uh, we apologize. We're trying to. But angle something new. We got a new toy. That's really all you need to know. Robo Destructotron. That's Bertha. Right. But apparently he's not working. So, oh. And well, yeah, now we're at a quandary of. I don't know who's in, who's where, which and which mic and mic and. So that's. Mine. I don't even know if I'm plugged in yet. Yeah, I can hear you. Sadly, you are. I can hear you. What is it? Uh, say something. Hello, Chris. Say something real quick. Okay, there you go. Okay. All right, so we know you're that. This one's mine. I'm number three. Okay, so... No, it's still detecting no audio. Really? Oh, wait I hear that's, you guys that's a, sorry, just that's a, fine, that's but I cannot hear me through the radio. Because I, I, just, I just had us running on uh, on my laptop, and I no. hear it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's a separate program okay. that's saying there's no audio. It's Yay. Just, I muted that program. So okay. we apologize for this. Now I'm hearing um, me. Yes. I, I, blame, I blame it because Chris is here. You you blame the intern? Yeah, I blame, it's, it's, blame the intern. Okay. Yeah. I'm always going to blame the intern, aren't it's, you? It's well, anyway. the easiest thing to do. Welcome. It's Dungeon College Radio. I've said this several times. This is Revan. This is great, mighty, powerful Lord Flagoon. And this is Chris the intern. We got Colin with us. I can't even hear you. I think your mic is off. Your mic is... Who, where are You're you? not even plugged where? in. There is... Colin is offline. Is this yours? Who is who is this one? That one's Chris. Who is this one? That one is 
Joe's, but he's not here right now. We don't even know where Joe is. All right. Joe is sadly lost in the events. I think you can say something. Hi. Whoa. Oh, sweet. Holy Moses, we got something worse. We have voices. All right. So uh, we have a great interview tonight. We have author Tom Doyle on the show talking about his new book, American Craftsman. Or American. Yeah, that's right. American. Yes. So uh, All right. this is uh, right down Flagoon's Alley. So, you know. Oh, Still yeah. Team Six meets yeah. Magic. I, I I read the I read the synops and uh, I'm sold. You're sold. I am sold. I want I want this. I want this universe to be here and in and around me. What are you doing to make this happen? Um, I am studying the occult and black magic. Oh, okay. Well, at least you're doing something. Yeah. Nice. That's my hope. So what a week it has been there. Uh, Dungeon Crawlers. It has been crazy. It has been very crazy. The announcement of a new upcoming Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yes. Wait, what? what? Yes. Oh, yeah. They will be doing a new live-action Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's also been announced oh, that uh, uh, Hanna-Barbera will be I'm doing sure it'll a, still be better than the Ninja an, Turtles. A new animated Flintstone movie as well. Oh, look who's walking oh. through the door right now. Look, it's Joe. And he's missed all the excitement, and he has no microphone because Robotron, Robo Destructotron, does not function at the moment. It's not working with Blog Talk. We got to figure this out. It's a hater. Yeah, I'm just gonna plug this one on the end. <laughs> <coughs> there we go. All right. Well, we will fix this issue uh, right. in moments. Um, let's see. Yeah, yours is plugged in now, Joe. I am. Oh, goody. Yeah, I unplugged Chris. Okay. For reasons. For reasons. Because. Because he's blaming the intern. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty much part of the Where is course. the book for this thing? It's in the box. I need the book. Well, I can get you the book. Okay. As you should. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably need the book. Probably. So, yes, as we were saying, so that we can get everyone back on board. And I, yeah. I, have I mean, we have this board. very pretty new board. I mean, we should be using it. Robo Destructotron. Bertha. Bertha. Does that not look like Bertha to you? No, it's Robo it doesn't look like it doesn't look, If it were Robo Destructotron, it would have wheels. It's already trying to destroy our, our, our show, so it fits. <laughs> Neat wheels. <coughs> All right. I know robots don't usually come with wheels, but just Robo Destructotron just makes me think it's supposed to have wheels. I can't hear a That's word true. you are saying. Or tank I treads. I don't know. Except tank treads. Did you I've, turn it off? Yeah, I know. I we cannot can hear, hear you. you at all. Now you can hear okay. me. Okay, I can hear you now. So, all right, we need to figure out multiple things at the same time. At the same time. With an interview coming in while trying to say hello to Joe. Hello, uh, Joe. How are you today? Just, just a second here. While we're still. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, don't drive from Sandy out to West Valley right now. Wouldn't recommend it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a mess. Okay. There's so. a traffic report, everyone. So what we were, we were just explaining, we have a great interview with Tom Doyle tonight talking about his new book, American Craftsman. We'll be talking to him here shortly. He should be literally ringing in within seconds. What is that noise? It's me trying to uh, adjust my mic stand here. Okay. So. So just bear with me, please. Everyone, 
This is how not to run a radio show with blinders. Yes. Well, we, well it was just it was so fun when when I got when when Revan got here because he was just he was like a kid who just opened up his Christmas present well, and found out that it was a Nintendo sixty four. Yes. But he was, and it was in nineteen eighty two. Was it? It wasn't. Uh, no, that, I'm just wow. saying it would be awesome if it was 1982 and I opened up the Nintendo 64. Well, yeah, that would be awesome. Although I don't think they had a, had a TV that was powerful enough to actually play a 64 back in 82. Let alone all the colors. Yeah, let alone all the colors. Hey, well, you, you probably could figure out a way to play on one of those those, those old school televisions. It just wouldn't look very good. No. Kind of like people have figured out a way to. And Chris just said something, despite the fact that he's still unplugged. Yeah, he said TVs have had the same resolution, so like 1998. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So basically, I'm sure, like always, it comes down to a single button that we have to figure out to push. And then once we find the button, life... <laughs> we will never push it will again. Be easy. Yes. The instructions. Yes, I will actually read the instructions to figure out what it is. But All no, right. Our call, the call is coming in. Literally, yes. So, uh, let's answer this. I will unhook myself so that Chris can participate in the interview, and then uh, I will try to read stuff. So, let's, okay. let's pick up the, the call first. Though. All right. Joe, you want to answer this? I'm not ready yet. Okay. Welcome yeah. Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Hey, Dungeon Crawlers, it's Tom Doyle. Hello, Tom. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing excellent. I've been having that quite is... a week. Really? What's going on with you? Well, the book came out this week, and it's been uh, kind of surreal and terrifying and exciting all at once. Well, just looking at the uh, at the cover art itself, it looks surreal and terrifying and everything else. And amazing. Yes. Oh, I love that yeah. cover. Yeah, I am. I am sold. Like just just by looking at the cover, I'm like, oh hell yeah, this is me. So, for those who who, uh, who are kind of new to this, who haven't uh, read the synopsis, what what is what is American Craftsman? Well, I describe it as a uh, modern day fantasy of military intrigue, and the Craftsmen, they're magician soldiers and psychic spies. And they're all descended from families, though, that go back to the founding of the country. And those families, they've, they've had sagas, in a sense, written for them, sort of a crypto history of uh, the accounts of Poe and Hawthorne and the other great American authors were really writing thinly veiled nonfiction a lot of the time about these folks. Okay. So... Um, <clears throat> They're the magician soldiers, you know, they go back to folks like uh, John Endicott of Salem, who was one of the earliest Puritan settlers, and Anne Hutchinson, who uh, was a notorious heretic woman who got expelled by the Puritans. And the main protagonist, Dale Morton, he's a descendant of Thomas Morton, and he's been called America's first rascal. And uh, he was a bit of a pagan amidst the Puritans and was having Maypole Festival dances with the Native Americans. And the Puritans really didn't like him a whole heck of a lot. So these families have been feuding for the hundreds of years since, but also serving the country in the military, in, you know, in intelligence capacities, in, 
in whatever way their abilities suit them. All right. That that just sounds odd. That actually, that actually kind of sounds like like uh, like I almost felt like I could fit into this since I'm, I am actually related to Lewis and Clark, the uh, the explorers. So that's just I, I just I want to I want to be like I said I want to be in this universe. It sounds awesome. You Guns are and invited. Magic. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you are invited. It is uh, awesome. They were free tickets. So, um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so in the present day, uh, the the main guy, he's off on a mission that goes horribly wrong somewhere in the Middle East, and he he's convinced afterwards that someone deep inside the kind of secret heart of the Pentagon has been uh, has betrayed him, and so he goes off to try to find the mole before they can kill him. All right. Okay, so then what, um, I mean, other than, like, the uh, the story of, like, the Puritans, what, what sorts of uh, other pieces of, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, pieces of, uh, of history have affected your, um, your decision-making in, in, in creating American craftsmen? Well, uh, for example, uh, there's the uncanny incident when uh, George Washington's army was saved by a sudden fog at Brooklyn Heights during mm-hmm. the Revolution. A lot of people, you know, don't know how close, basically, Washington came a lot of the time to being completely wiped out. And that night there was a, uh, the British were going to come in the next day and basically sweep, sweep him away, sweep away the whole colonial army. That night there's bad weather, this fog rolls in and all this bad weather, and Washington's able to use it to, uh, to retreat with his entire army. And... Uh, so in my crypto history, that was arranged by one of the Morton ancestors. Um, oh, wow. The, uh, and so you have the, also the death of Stonewall Jackson when he was shot mm-hmm. by his own troops. That was also a kind of little psychic warfare trick played by a different Morton ancestor during the Civil War. So kind of like a power behind the throne, so to speak. Uh, yes, yes, and always... Uh, Fortunately for us, usually serving the country, except for certain left-hand Morton ancestors, and they were uh, they were off on their own evil pursuits, and that has tainted the Morton name ever since. So they're particularly infamous were Roderick and Madeline, and I took those names from Poe's *The Fall of the House of Usher*. So then, were um, were Poe's works um, instrumental in, um, I guess, shaping the tone? Poe's uh, works, Hawthorne's, the, those two are the primary ones that I mm-hmm. kind of pilfered. But I also took some Washington Irving, and uh, I even took a early uh, feminist work called *The Yellow Wallpaper* um, by an author named Gilman, and. Uh, used uh, that as part of the decoration of the House of Morton. There's this sickly yellow wallpaper that kind of starts to haunt uh, a woman in a uh, short story of hers. So uh, just uh, very much a magpie through uh, early American literature and history to create the, uh, the backstory. Okay, so then um, I guess when it, then when it comes to the... Um uh, to the main plotline of American craftsmen, then I mean, how how did you decide that these two people were going to be fighting, and 
and and how did you come to the to decide what they were going to be fighting over? Yeah, the um, so on the one hand you have Dale Morton, the descendant mm-hmm. of this sort of uh, pagan rascal, and on the other you have Michael Endicott, and he's the descendant of upright Puritans and very much you know believes in the existing order, and he's the one kind of tasked with keeping an eye on Dale Morton and eventually chasing him cross country, and it becomes uh, well. Not to spoil too much, but there's sort of the fugitive dynamic there. As he chases Morton, he begins to learn more about things and figure out that everything might not be as he thought. Hmm, okay. So then I, I, um, I guess, and then when it comes to the action itself, this one I'm really curious about is uh, uh, what influenced the action, your action sequences? Action sequences... I've been told that I write very cinematically, mm-hmm. and I think that's because I'm very careful about my choreography in the book to make sure that everyone can tell where everyone is. And, uh, and that's because, oddly enough, I, you know, I, I, read, I read a lot of military accounts, I read a lot of uh, action thrillers, but um, I feel like to get it right, I have to be extra careful with those things. And mm-hmm. so while I've, you know, distilled a lot of different influences, everything I've been reading for this, both special ops accounts and histories of espionage, um, so that gets distilled into it. And just also a very careful sense of choreography such that I hope the reader can see the same movie that I'm seeing. So were there any uh, any particular um, that really stand out? Were there any particular um, early influences that you you were um, are, are especially fond of? Um, you, you know, one of the uh, in, odd influences that went into this actually, this kind of spring from which I got the idea to do this, was oddly L. Frank Baum, who uh, for the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Well, really? this little essay at the beginning, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he had this idea that for children's story, he was going to go off and create a new American mythos, and he wasn't going to tap into the Grimm's and the, and the uh, European storytelling tradition. He was going to do his own thing, and originally Oz was just a distant, strange part of America. <coughs> it changed as the series went on. But, uh, and I saw that idea, and I go, well, I'm not going to write a kid's book. But I would really like—I really like that idea of can I write uh, a fantasy that has as its mythos that takes its magic and its uh, supernatural elements strictly from an American context. Okay, so then, and so like the um, so the magic that you're using then, I mean, how how does being having an American context? Um, I mean, I guess can we explore that a little bit? Yeah, sure. For example, the uh, one of Dale's powers and one of his more amusing powers is he can see people's sins as radiating letters kind of glowing off of them. Okay. And this, of course, comes from the Scarlet Letter, where that actually occurs, one of the characters. I was going to ask. And, yeah, there's, it's not – Hester Prynne, of course, has the cross A on her, but the preacher starts to manifest 
the same thing on his flesh. And early on, certain people can see that. And later, for one minute, towards the end, everyone sees it just in a flash. And so this is the, one of the Morton gifts, is he can look at people and say, oh, there's some uh, small A's and K's, you know, some petty fornications and killings in the line of duty or whatever. He can, uh, he can read people's vices. I see. Oh, wow. And then, like, and so, and then he has over time been able to sort of uh, decipher what each of all of this means, so he can sort of weave a story. He can kind of look into the soul of a person, basically. Yeah, he he can't read minds, but he can from context, and you know, a little from context and a little detective sort of uh, visually being visually observant. He can usually tell enough of a story to freak out a person if he wants to. So at one point he's being interrogated, and he sees the sins of the interrogator, and he starts talking about uh, the interrogator had been uh, working as a teacher in college, and he starts talking about his the students he was uh, abusing and such, and uh, that freaks him out. Oh wow! I'm sure he's a hit at parties, Len. <laughs> oh yeah. You sir, you drink well, too much. At least he can find the fun people. Hmm. <laughs> so then, he knows the people to party with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, since you've kind of like uh, like the so the powers themselves are kind of manifest from like different stories uh, from classic American literature. So this guy took the uh, the the basically the the ability explained in, in Scarlet Letter. Were there any other like fun like magic abilities that uh, you've taken from other forms of uh, classic American literature? Well, um, yeah, one of them. Um, and this, one of the things that the left hand was pursuing was uh, the idea that uh, perhaps of kind of transmigration of the soul, the sort of transmigration of spirit that happens in uh, stories like uh, Ligeia um, of Poe. And mm-hmm. uh, this also ties into, but the experiments that they were doing to try to achieve this tie into the Morton fear, which also comes from Poe, of live burial. And that's almost a kind of Indiana Jones fear of them. You know, it's like, you know, Indiana Jones fears snakes, so he always seems to be running into them. Uh, Dale Morton fears live burial, so he always seems to have to work in closed, confined underground spaces. Okay. Oh, that sounds like a terrible thing to... I was, I was like thinking like one of the characters like talks to ravens. <laughs> there's there's reference to Poe's bird at one point. But yeah, no, um, you know, actually for uh, book three I've been thinking about, it, I don't have an animal component really yet in the, in the magic, you know, other than an offhand reference to Poe's bird. So I think, I think something like that might be needed. All right. Well, if you're going to put Poe's bird in, are you going to put it in the guillotine too? Well, oh, the pit and the pendulum. Well, that appears in the. Uh, oh, that's I what I meant. The pendulum. Of, yeah, I, I have the uh, sort of um, uh, sentient house of Morton. That uh, because of the accumulation of Morton spirits over time has kind of acquired its own personality, and it's furnished with some rather odd props, and one of them is a clock whose uh, pendulum is that slicing blade from the Poe story. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with, the, with the main character being a, uh, um, a, an army member, did you do much uh, study into uh, uh, army or military uh, 
customs and courtesies and uh, you know histories that were involved in the the, the military's involved with? Uh, yeah. I, well, first off, I talked to an old high, uh, old friend from grade school uh, who uh, was in uh, special ops in uh, Gulf War One, and he helped me a lot in particular with some of the opening sequences. And uh, so I had some primary source material there, and that was extremely helpful. But And besides that, I was reading a lot, not just about kind of historical operations and such, but some of the stories from military families and trying to get the feel of the vibe of how they talk, you know, how do they talk at home with each other and what's the sort of uh, generational feeling. Because... Um, these aren't just soldiers, but they're soldiers from long family lines, and those seem to have their own sort of character in American history. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're still kind of doing some... Uh, uh, Revan's actually doing some... Uh, Revan's doing some mad scientry. Yeah, he's doing some mad scientry of his, of his own on our, uh, on our soundboard right now, so there might be a few pops and, and whistles. Okay, and then we yeah, might the, hear, uh, it's alive! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you, you're already talking about uh, going into book three. I mean, what, what sorts of things can we start expecting? Uh, can we can we start seeing in in book two? I mean, what can we can we start licking well, our book, chops for? Yeah, well, book two has the um, title that's something of a spoiler, and that it's called the Left Hand Way. And left hand in general is kind of a euphemism for evil among the craftsmen. That's and right. So My kind are evil. No, sorry about that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all right. I have a left-handed brother, for Pete's sakes. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm left-handed uh, too. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. Well, no, so, okay, so so it does actually kind of count a few times. <laughs> no, no. But the first the, time uh, I met. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, oh, well, I was going to say, yeah, it's you know the sort of thing. It shows up when they talk about the kind of dark path and. In the, the Eastern religion, they they use the euphemism "left hand," so that's where I got it from. Okay. So I've, I've 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 gotten used to uh, people referring to the left as being the evil side. And the first time I met my father-in-law, and he saw that I was left-handed, he's like, "Oh, you know that uh, God marked uh, Cain's uh, followers with the sign, right?" And I'm like, "Um, okay." <laughs> he made them all left-handed. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Well, he also made oh. them all techies, though. So, <laughs> all right. Ah. So it's not yeah. all bad. No, musicians and techies. <laughs> Just uh, you know, majority of left-handed people are you know geniuses or serial killers. Oh, <laughs> or both. <laughs> or both. <laughs> Possibly both. Fine line, really. <laughs> no, actually, majority of filler is serial killers are left-handed, but that's beside the point. Um, well, excellent. Well, okay. well, the, um, so the left-hand way, I kind of took that title as a nod towards, okay, I'm in the middle of a trilogy. What's the equivalent in my universe of the title, The Empire Strikes Back? And that would be ah, basically uh -huh. left-hand. <laughs> so then if you're going with the whole, um, the whole empire then, uh, euphemism, then wouldn't, I mean, then wouldn't, the, wouldn't your second book then be considered probably the greatest you know, that's my opinion about the Star Wars trilogy, so we'll just have to see if I 
<laughs> if it does that, <laughs> if I live up to the Lee Brackett, Lawrence Kasdan tradition there. And, <laughs> but we will see. Yeah. So then what, I mean, I, I guess applying then, I mean, now that you're, I mean, American Craftsman is out and um, hopefully we could, I mean, we should be able to see um, the left-hand way within the year or are we, sh- are we expecting 2015 for that one? It's 2015, June 2015 is the very tentative date that I've been told so far, although everything seems to be speeding up these days, doesn't it? So so who knows? Yeah. Yeah, never know. So then, um, Amy, what? How? What did you? Um, what did you learn in American Craftsman as far as your, as far as like your technique and your, um, and your sort of um, rituals? I guess your writing rituals that you started applying into um, the Left Hand Way. The um, what really works for me is that I have a local writing group, mm-hmm. and every month I would submit a chunk of say. 30, uh, of, of 30 to 40 double-spaced pages, say, you know, about 10,000 words or 8 to 10,000 words or so, and as coherent story. And doing that gives me kind of the macro structure. My micro structure is I live in a very creepy old house, and I write on the third floor in this uh, kind of turret that looks like a uh, medieval folly sort of thing. And so uh, I do that every day, and keeps me in a very Poe sort of mindset. All right. <laughs> I so, want to visit you now. <laughs> Come by anytime. We are talking with Tom Doyle, writer, craftsman, uh, writer, craftsman, and just all-around fun guy to talk to of the new book that has just come out, American Craftsman. If you have any questions or comments or you know praises you want to heap upon him, give us a call at 626-226-1475. Or, as always, you can reach us at info at Dungeon Callers Radio. We're also on that darn Twitter thing at DCR underscore show. And then if you want to reach us afterwards, you can listen to our archives at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com or on Blog Talk Radio. And we're also like on the Google Plus and the iTunes and all that jazz. Yeah, you know, we're on all the things. We're, yeah, on, so, we're on all thingies. Yeah, so if you don't catch us here, later please all right and do we have a audio drop yet for we play the audible drop or the next half of the interview is going to be brought to you by amazon.com uh once you're done with listening to the show if you want to get yourself any of the other books that you've been uh hearing about in the past few weeks just go to the sidebar uh located at dungeoncollegeradio.com clear out your cookies enter in your search term and shop as normal it doesn't cost you anything extra and uh even kicks a little bit of money back to us so it's not entirely a selfless gesture. That's Amazon.com. All right. Bill's paid. Back to the interview. <laughs> so, so, Tom, what are some other works that you have in the plans? Well, I have a novel that, uh, some stuff that was already in the trunk. I wrote three very different manuscripts, and American Craftsman was actually the second of them, and it sold first. The other things I have kind of in the trunk are a extension of my small press award-winning story, The Wizard of Makatawa, and that's a uh, kind of story that mixes the, a, a fictionalized version of the life of L. Frank Baum with a kid growing up on in the summer resort that he used to visit on Lake Michigan during the 70s. And uh, I also have a very twisted space opera 
that's an extension of my story, Crossing Borders, and that was my first professional sale way back when. So maybe uh, one of those will see the light of day. And uh, But, you know, this uh, that's a ways off. I still have to do this book three over the course of the next year. And uh, then I don't know what happens with the American Craftsman universe. If I, continue, I, I would like to continue on with that, or maybe I also oh. want to gin up something in the YA vent, uh, line with that. So we'll see. Really, going into YA, that's kind of a, a large departure then from what you just when you what you just got finished doing with American Craftsman. How how would you explore the YA uh, audience? I think I would have a uh, you know someone who was of teenage college years, say, who was uh, discovering this world. So it would mm-hmm. be more you know a coming of age story because. The way I begin American Craftsman, these guys have been doing it for years. This is, you know, in the middle of the action. Mm-hmm. They're, they're completely pros. Their, their discoveries aren't so much, um, you know, internal growth as figuring out what's going on in their world in a very, you know, capable way. So I'd like, you know, to tell a more of a coming-of-age story into the craft and this world and figuring out this history. That, that would be an interesting story to tell. Huh. Okay. So, and uh, can you, if you had it your way, do you have like a tentative title for the YA version? Um, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, the simplest thing would be something like the uh, the Young Craft or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. This is just really, really tentative in my head right now. But that's when oh, okay. I've been thinking about the next couple years. Um, but I just turned in uh, book two at the end of February, and then there was the roll-up to this, and now there's uh, book three. So all those notes, little ideas get put into the idea drawer for now. Ah. Uh, so then um, I'm really interested in, seeing, in reading that uh, Twisted Space opera, honestly. So if there's any publishers listening, uh, talk to Tom Doyle about a space opera he has. If you want to read the uh, inspiring story, it's still up on uh, Strange Horizons, I believe, called Crossing Borders by Me. And it is not safe for work. It is not safe for me to read, really, but it is what it is. (laughs) There's the warning from the author. I can't even read my own work. (laughs) I'm not old enough. (laughs) Not mature enough at all. Well, then... You know, now, now everyone's going to go read that now. Everyone's going to start, start trying to pick it up. <laughs> so then uh, now I'll uh, sort of break away then from your, your, your um, I guess, professional workings. Then, I mean, what, what sorts of things do you do then to sort of cool down and, and uh, get away from writing? Well, when uh, the schedule isn't too insane, I have a once-a-week uh, – rock jam group that comes over to this old house and uh, I move around and play a lot of instruments badly and just move whenever someone who comes and shows up who can actually play but mm-hmm. they can't kick me out because I'm the host <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so we started off it started off as a guided by voices cover band which is a cover for a band no one's ever heard of so it was perfect everyone thought we were playing original material and then uh, 
it's been going on for a decade now, and it's been a lot of fun. And that's a great rocking out is always a good way to cool down. And I, I oh, run a bit. Yeah. yeah. So so I run a bit. Um, I listen to a lot of other people's books. I get more listening done than than writing these. I mean than reading, not than writing. And uh, those are that's basically it. Life has kind of gotten very. Uh, a little more circumscribed than back in the day. Back in the day, I was doing all kinds of crazy things. Uh, when I went on my, when I quit the law and went on my millennial tour. Your millennial tour? <laughs> yeah, I went on a millennial pilgrimage of sort, where I went to a Zen monastery for a while, and uh, I went to, uh, I interned at the Center for Millennial Studies at Boston University, and I went to Rio for Carnival, and I went to uh, Jerusalem to see if anything crazy happened. It was, uh, you know, much more free and easy back then. Uh, but, yeah, now that you got the whole, uh, you know, professional uh, deadlines and all that, uh, and work. Yes. Yeah. You work, always get it in the way. <laughs> so do you have a preferred uh, instrument that you like to play that you usually kind of uh, gravitate more towards, or you just play the gambit? Um, I've been, I, I started off when it was the initial project. I learned to play drums because I had the house, and that's always kind of the last position <laughs> anyone wants is the drummer. They make all those drummer jokes about, uh, you know, what do you call a drummer after his girlfriend leaves, homeless, you know, that sort of. So there's, uh, so I did that, and then we got a real drummer. So I moved over to guitar, and I would sing and play guitar a bit. But then our bassist left for a while because he had two kids, so I went over to bass for a bit. And then uh, he came back, and I went over to keyboard, and now we have a keyboardist coming over so i'm back over on drums a little bit so it's i guess my favorite was the guitar and singing stuff just playing rhythm guitar and singing but there are people who do both of those things better than i do who show up now so <laughs> hey get enough people uh yeah you're the roadie now uh, <laughs> yeah. or you're on tambourine uh yeah. cowbell yeah, do that cowbell some pasta and beer and that's about it <laughs> yeah, I, that's a night and I, I, I know exactly what you're saying about uh, nothing like playing playing music to uh, just kind of just forget the day I play I play bass myself and sometimes you know when I just I just have a really bad day I'll just plug in and I'll just I'll just wail for a little bit much to the wife's displeasure <laughs> no that is nice hit that hit those bass solos do that Wire heroics there. <laughs> uh, well, man. Yep. So then, um, uh, I guess then moving, uh, moving, moving even forward. further. Then, um, I guess once you're once you're done writing all these books and you've got you 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 you've had your chance to maybe see one of your other earlier works finally see the light of day. You've gone into the YA field. I mean, do you see yourself uh, maybe moving into other mediums, perhaps like movies or video games? I would certainly like to um, see these uh, these books maybe get adopted by one of those other mediums. I mean, it would be great to see. Uh, I'm a big graphic uh, novel slash uh, comics fan. Uh, you know, I can easily see a game from it. 
movie or, or TV series, you know, these days uh, having an extended form storytelling for this world would be would be awesome. Any of it would be. And if anyone wanted me around while they were doing it, I would be more than happy. But uh, <laughs> but it's uh, kind of uh, you know that that. That's the daydream stuff, and uh, I like to daydream about it, but fortunately I have a lot keeping me busy in the meantime, so I don't while away too many hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, well, I have a question. So what about, like, um, with your book, do you know if it's going to be coming out as an audio book or if it already is? Because I didn't see anything about it so far. The, um, right now, it's kind of being decided if, uh, if Tor is going to be interested in it or if someone else is going to be interested in it, but it will be an audio book one way or another. If I have to sit downstairs with the old Yamaha multi-track and do it myself, because <laughs> I love audio books. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a platinum Audible member, so they can, I, you know, I just listen all the time. And uh, it's kind of irrationally, emotionally important to me that this eventually uh, be an, an audio book, way beyond, you know, any kind of monetary aspect to it. It's like, are we going to get an audio book? Keep on asking the agent. <laughs> so who would you like to read your book for you as the audio book? Well, besides yourself. But besides myself, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, it's hard in that I don't remember all the names, but I, I had some thoughts on this. You know, the folks that I've most enjoyed listening to over the years, um, I'm not sure they're exactly right for it, because I, like, really enjoyed uh, uh, Alexander Adams slash Grover Gardner's work, but he's more of a nonfiction guy. And I love Jim Dale's Potter. I loved Roy Dutrice's, uh uh, Song of Ice and Fire and John Lee's stuff. And a guy who really surprises me, who I think could do this, is actually uh, Will Wheaton's work. Have you heard his audio book? <laughs> I've only he heard surprised. one of them, but it was good. Yeah, I, yeah I, it's, it's not what you expect, you know, from, uh, from Wellesley Crusher. He really does the audio book thing well, so... Yeah. yeah, he's got that just very, very distinct voice that he can actually do at least more than one thing with, which is kind of nice. I was surprised yeah. when I listened to the Christmas Carol done by Tim Curry. I was like, oh my goodness, this is creepy yet exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Except that, you know, I keep on thinking he was going to slip into Rocky Horror, you know, sort of <laughs> camp. <laughs> Throw a real curveball at you. In just oh, seven days. <laughs> <laughs> That's my very horrible Tim Curry impersonation. Yeah. Oh. That's, the one. That's the real problem with me doing uh, the reading on my own is my uh, voices are, are rather limited, so uh, so it would be nice to have someone who could do New England <laughs> accents for starters. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then um, with, uh, um, uh, well, uh, once again, well, congratulations on the release of your new book. Um, If anybody wants to actually get, like, a signed copy or wants to ask you questions, are you going to be attending any book signings or conventions in the near near future? Well, yeah, I'm going to be uh, at Balticon in a couple of weeks, which is, uh, that's 
Memorial Day weekend, and then I'm going to uh, hit uh, New York City for the New York Review of Science Fiction reading series on June 3rd. And uh, after that, I'll be in uh, Detroit for uh, the uh, North American Science Fiction Convention, uh, the NASDAQ, and DETCON 1. And uh, there's also the uh, local con they have here, Capclave, and we have World Fantasy here this year. So um, I'll be getting around. It's not a, it's not a book tour as such, but it'll, it'll get me some other places. And get you the get you the exposure that you deserve. So then, um, well, I, are you going to be are you going to be doing any speaking or any panels that you're aware of? Um, I've uh, applied to be on the uh, a military fantasy panel at Balticon, but we'll see. There are going to be a lot of folks there who would also like to be on that panel. I was just at RavenCon where we had the uh, where I had an early stash of the the books already on hand, and I was. Uh, on a bunch of panels there of uh, various sorts. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a big panelist. I'll be on at least, you know, four or five panels at any given thing. So. Ah. So are you going to be anywhere doing any uh, jam sessions besides your house? We do not play out anymore because <laughs> one time we did that project, we, uh, you know, the first time, the first configuration, I was cracking the whip. I was the guy who was saying, we show up on time, we drill. And we played out at a local club called the Velvet Lounge. We packed the place. They comped our beer tab. Hard to beat that. So since then, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyone who wants to take that job of you know, enfor- being the enforcer, I tell them, you, you, if you want to do it, if you want to play out, you guys can be the one to... Uh, to be the enforcer because it's an unpleasant job because you're playing with friends and to also have to uh, kind of say hey you're you're not holding up your end or something that's that's not fun so oh so so Flagoon, you now have a new job opportunity you yeah can now crack the whip for the the band I can I can I think I can take that uh, take that into into uh, into my hands <laughs> excellent come on by any jam I hope- night. I hope you actually yeah. mind, don't mind me bringing an actual whip, though. <laughs> does it have certain? Is it one of those acoustic ones like Kate Bush uses to create an effect? Because that would be cool. Uh, no, it's a real whip. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, it comes with leather pants. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> leather crotchless, you know, stuff like that. Yep. <laughs> oh no, no, I got rid of those. They don't fit anymore. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, where, where is our disclaimer? Yeah, where, yeah, <laughs> yes, that's he didn't, at he didn't come in. Radio. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Thank you. Yes. So, any, any, uh, thank where, you for having me. Uh, yep, thank, thank you for you joining much. us. We look forward to seeing more from the American craftsmen and defeating those horrible lefties, and uh, <laughs> you know maybe a spinoff that's attacking gingers. I'm just, I'm just throwing something out. No, no, I'm not going to do the ginger attacks. I've seen the videos. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, they'll steal your soul. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So uh, anybody is interested in getting their hands on a copy of uh, of this or anything else? Uh, well, I don't say anything else that hasn't come out yet because you can't really buy what hasn't come out. But if they want to get a copy of American Craftsman, where can they go to get that? 
Well, basically all your online sites, your Amazon, your Barnes & Noble, your Books A Million, your indie, local indie store, it's, it's out there, and people have been spotting it in the bricks-and-mortar places uh, this week. So it's, it's out there. Um, when, they, when you go online, if you go online, you'll also see my short story collection, The Wizard of Makatawa and other stories. So if, uh, if you can't uh, get enough of my work uh, to fill the time between uh, finishing American Craftsman and uh, June 2015, take a look at some of those. And uh, I am happy to send anyone who wants one a, uh, a signature plate. Just contact me. And... Uh, also, the um, what's it with my uh, website? If you go to www.tomdoylewriter.com, you can see a lot of the texts of my stories and also the audio that I did down on the Yamaha multi-track there, and some live readings as well. <laughs> All right, <laughs> getting some mileage out of that. Okay. Yeah. All awesome. Right. Well, thank you very much, Tom, for being on. Congratulations again on American Craftsman. We look forward to hearing from you again too. Again, when um, the, uh, the sequel comes the, out. The, the sequel. <laughs> I was going to say the way of the left. The, next, the way of the left hand. The way of the left. Isn't that the left hand way? The left hand way. Book three. The search for the second well, book. Book three will be the master craftsman, maybe. We'll see. Ah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tom. Uh, uh, again, uh, thank you for coming on, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you again soon. Yeah. Well, thanks. thank you, guys. It's been fun. Thanks. Yep, it has been. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All so, right. author, rocker, and uh, <laughs> author. Been pretty All cool guy. Great sounding guy, Tom Doyle. <laughs> Everyone, dropping the mic. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, uh, brace with us. We're going to try to do some uh, audio changes that change out. See if we. Uh, I'm already taking over. I know you can't hear me because you're not plugged into this board. But can you hear her over there? Well, no. I'm, you're streaming, right? Everyone is listening to our wonderful radio and can, so confused. This one. Who is that? So, um, there we go. Who is that? Who just came on? That's no one. It's someone. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing... Well, none of you are... Hold on. There we go. Okay, so who can hear me now? Can you hear me? I can't hear you, though. Oh, that's because you're not even turned on. Turn, okay, hold on, hold on. We're, we're moving. Is it on the stream? You can hear everything I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. Robotron, this Robo-Destructotron is alive! To see what we want to do. Oh, wait. Whoa. All right. Wow. I have we are voice. there. So I think we need to put this out to the internet of what we should actually call this new soundboard. So that is a good idea. We'll if, take a picture if, of it. If you want it Robo to be called Robo-Destructotron, you know, say I want the stupid name, <laughs> and we'll count it towards that. No, if they say if they want the want, stupid name, it's Bertha. If you want Bertha, say I want the name that <laughs> kicks ass. It just sounds so clear and crisp and amazing. It does. What? Like someone what, named Bertha? Bertha? So, yeah, it does. We no, have the sound. sound. So the sound. We are so amazing. So it was a button. Okay. It was a Kinda button. Kind of figured well, as much. See, there's this wonderful button at the bottom of the channel that says main. Ah. 
that so, actually so pushes there was all that, the audio. Are we going to get the audio? Main? But are we going to be able to get the audio in from the studio itself? Yeah, it's going through the studio right now. No, no, but but uh, when we were starting, we couldn't hear. Okay, the well, non. Let's, let's well, try yeah, this. Actually, it's, it's time for us to play yeah, a song here. anyhow. Let's try it right now. All right, ready and. Hi, this is Ed Greenwood. You're listening to Dungeon Crawls Radio. And All right. I am a genius. <laughs> sir, sir. You are a genius because you read the manual. Actually, the manual well, said is... nothing. All right. Well, I mean, by most uh, most modern circumstances, that would read the manual. That actually would, would make you a genius. Yeah. yeah. So, the, uh, all, you got to turn the, your mic on. Even though it begins. You turn your mic on. Hi. There. <laughs> the only thing the manual said that clued me in the second day. is it said main connects to main channel. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Oh. All right. Well. Yeah. So, so uh, there's, there's a series of buttons that we have to make sure are pushed. Well, well yeah, it's because this, these buttons were never on the other one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's brand new. Yeah. This, um, this new thing has like a thousand buttons. So like with, ripple the size. with this said, because we just played Ed Greenwood, Ed Greenwood will be on the show in... Two weeks. Two so not this two or three weeks. Three weeks. Or three three weeks. Three weeks. Not the next week or the week after. So uh, next uh, week. Next week we, yeah. we have uh, we have Margaret Weiss. Margaret Weiss. So we have Margaret Weiss with and uh, Monica, Monica Vitinelli coming on the show to talk about joining us for the, the Firefly Core Rulebook coming out. Yes. And hey. on the twenty second hey. we have Deborah let me find her name Deborah Coates talking about her new book Strange Country. And, uh, and we'll wrapping be talking up the month. with her, and then we are going to be wrapping up the month with the man, the myth, the legend, basically God himself, Ed Greenwood. He's got the beard. Well, no, that's on. true. He, he is, does. He's he got is the, the God he's got of the, Forgotten Realms. He's, so. got the, he's got the yeah. beard, and he's got the voice. He, he's the creator and everything. I mean, like you want, you want he is a, the all in all. But an audio track of somebody being God, Ed Greenwood yeah. would do it. Dude, we, that, we probably should do that. See if he can have it down have him do a uh, track of being God. Well, I mean, he <laughs> see this is the this is the, the cool thing is he was doing interviews earlier in the week. Yeah, and you know I was talking with Shelley, like oh it would be awesome. Well, well, okay, we'll be flexible like we always are. We'll pre-record it and then we'll play it on our live show on Thursday. She's like, your live show's on Thursday. I'm like yeah. She's like okay, we'll just have him call in then. Oh, all right, oh, oh, that works oh. for us. Okay, yeah. better. Ed will be live. You can call be, in and talk to Ed. Yes. So, uh, I mean, well, he, if somebody wants to actually get in on that action, how can we let them know? How, how? They can call our number. It's not toll free, sorry, folks, but it's. I mean, it, oh, toll free know, almost by, doesn't by matter anymore. now with uh, cell phone technology yeah, today. It doesn't matter. Yeah, long so, distance phone numbers. You just need really to call matter. into six, Mine's an Alaskan number. Yeah, so. you need to call six two six. That's why I never call you. Two two six one four seven five, or they can email us at Dungeon Crawlers Radio info at DungeonCrawlersRadio dot com. Yes, That's right. There's have all those several things. things to do. We have the chat room finally working. Yes, we will have a live yeah, chat. Yeah, so you I can bring it over for you. in there and get on that chat. There is also. Our Twitter, there's our Facebook, there's multiple things so that you can at least try to talk to Ed Greenwood. Yeah, so if you can't get in on the live show, that's totally cool. Just email us in advance so we can ask your questions. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that for you. Leave it on Facebook and someone I'm sure will troll it. Unless you're going to complain and then it's Flagoon at Dungeon Crawl. (laughs) Once once we bother figuring out how the Twitter works, we might actually let you do hashtags to us. So before, (laughs) before I... We take a break and play a song. Okay. I want to play something for everyone. 
Oh, okay. I promise this will tickle your funny bone. It will make you cry because you are laughing so hard. You may wet your pants. You may have an accident. We may have to have clothes. We may have to have several people email Flagoon because it could be considered offensive. <laughs> but I guarantee you that at least the gentlemen at this table will laugh. Okay. Um, I'm not going to read this. Uh, Andy Cook uh, actually recorded it for us, sent it in to us, and so he is going to be reading the Amazon.com review of sugar-free gummy bears. Sugar-free okay. gummy bears. Yes. So, uh, so like the actual product? Yes. So I'm going to turn down the mics. Uh, it, they'll still be on. It'll be barely, barely audible because I know these guys are going to break up laughing, and I want that heard. <laughs> uh, but it, I don't want it drowning out what's said. So I'm going to play that now. We'll be right back. Oh, man. Words cannot express what happened to me after eating these. The Gummy Bear Cleanse. If you are someone that can tolerate the sugar substitute, enjoy. If you are like the dozens of people that tried my order, run. First of all, for taste, I would rate these a five. So good. Soft, true to taste, fruit flavors like the sugar varieties. I was a happy camper. But... Or should I say, but, not long after eating about 20 of these, all hell broke loose. I had a gastrointestinal experience like nothing I've ever imagined. Cramps, <laughs> sweating, bloating beyond my worst nightmare. <laughs> I've had food poisoning from some bad shellfish, and that was almost like a skip in the park compared to what was going on inside me. <laughs> then came the uh, flatulence. Heavens to Murgatroyd, the sounds. Like trumpets calling the demons back to hell. The stench, like a thousand rotten corpses, vomited. I couldn't stand to stay in one room for fear of succumbing to my own odors. But wait, there's more. What came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. I swear, my sphincters were screaming. It felt like my delicate starfish was a gaping maw projectile vomiting a torrential flood of toxic waste. 100% liquid. Flammable liquid. Napalm. It was actually a bit humorous for a nanosecond, as it was just beyond anything I could imagine possible. And it went on for hours. I felt violated when it was over, which I think might have been sometime in the early morning of the next day. There was stuff coming out of me that I ate at my wedding in 2005. I had five pounds of these innocent-looking, delicious-tasting hellbears. So I told a friend about what happened to me, thinking it had to be some type of sensitivity I had to the sugar substitute. And in spite of my warnings and graphic descriptions, she decided to take her chances and take them off my hands. Silly woman. All of the same for her. And a phone call from her while on the toilet, because you kind of end up living in the bathroom for a spell, telling me she really wished she would have listened. I think she was crying. Her sister was skeptical and suspected that we were exaggerating. She took them to work, since there was still 99% of the five-pound bag left. She worked for a construction company. Where there are builders, roofers, house painters, landscapers, etc. 
Lots of people who generally have limited access to toilets on a given day. <laughs> I can't imagine where all of those poor men and women pooped that day. I keep envisioning <laughs> men on moose, crossing their legs and trying to decide if they can make it down the ladder or if they should just jump. <laughs> you order these. Best of luck to you. And please, don't post a video review during the aftershocks. <laughs> And there it is. Oh, oh my. So, let's not order those. No. No, we've got to. You can eat them off the No, 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 no. You are, this, has to be like, this has to be like the Ipecac Challenge in Family Guy. <laughs> oh, we've no. got to do this. The winner gets a blueberry pie. I don't yes. think I would want a blueberry pie after eating yes. something like that. Um, you're on your own. Yeah, oh. you are. So... <laughs> What was red offends you? That's flagood at dungeoncrawlersradio.com. Well, I, I, this is actually on Amazon's website. The, Andy wrote that, read this word for word from the review posted on the website. That's uh, a very long-winded review. It's like telling a life story. I like it. There is, there is <laughs> there are more of well, those reviews. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And it continues to go on and on, and it's beca- for this product. So... And amazingly, people still buy them and still take them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, now it's kind of gotten to meme status, and you've got to just try it just to be like, oh, it can't be true. Oh, dear God, it's true. I guess if you want to drop five pounds, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually kind of thinking that might be a, a decent That's going to be like a <laughs> Other than the fact that you need the window open, live in the bathroom, and everyone stays yeah, away. So if you plan ahead. Make sure you got at least one fully charged Game Boy. Yeah. Several books. Netflix on the iPad yeah, or the Netflix iPad, on yeah. the iPad. That's if you Chargers can keep your in eyes the bathroom. open and that's not true. full of tears. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and a gas mask. Maybe it's just audiobooks. Please don't yeah, use these gummy bears as a way to get out of work. I'm not sure if it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Although no, Revan's now thinking about it. He's like, actually, this is almost sounding like this might be what could become one of those new Hollywood cleanses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I'm on the gummy bear cleanse. Oh, really? Wow. That must be difficult. Oh, yeah. 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 You have no idea. You well, if no you excuse me, don't call me for at least three days because I am going to be on the uh, in the bathroom, pooping. I'm taking a dose of 15 gummy bears this week. All right. Uh, we're going to play a couple songs. We'll be back, and then we'll jump into some geek news. Uh, we don't have as many Gamer Forges tonight, but we'll still make it fun. We'll be All back. Right. Enjoy. If you come in
Zed are in the deep. Back to the
All right, welcome back. Yay! That was Jonathan Colton. And before welcome that, Craig Nibo. Because Craig Nibo. Because Craig Nibo. Yes. That's the song. You buy audible.com. Hey, do you want a free book? I know I do. You can select from thousands of free audio books. It's that easy. You want free stuff? Go to audible.com forward slash dollars Just click on the link on the Audible. It's Audible. All in fast speed, like, please do not consume audible. It may cause blindness or death. <laughs> don't no, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, if you don't feel like you have time to read books, you know, especially, let's face it, you know, Words of Radiance or Wave King, it's over a thousand pages long. You look at that and it's like, for a week. Uh, but it's really, you know, you, you have it on Audible, you just hit play when you have a few free moments, you listen to it. And you're driving on your way to work you drive, after yeah. you get done listening to See, the yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying that Audible is bad or anything, yeah. I'm just saying that's what I expected at the end of what he said. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, you know, it is, it is great. That, you know, I listen to Audible every day. And honestly, it makes it so some of these audiobooks are really affordable for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most audiobooks yeah. out there, I mean, let, let's face it, uh, Words of Radiance came out, it's over 70 bucks. Yep. You can get it for one credit, which, you know, if you do continue on, you can get the, the program where it's $14.95 a month, and that, yeah, and that gives you one credit. For that, that's a book. fraction of a fraction of a fraction yeah. of what it would cost you. Yeah. So, it, it's pretty awesome. I would say, get, do it. Do it not. And these aren't cheap, you know, where you have this guy that's just running on with his monotone voice. I mean, oh, no. they, they change their voices. I, yeah. I'm listening to the uh, the Audible of, of, of uh, the uh, third book in the uh, Sundering. Uh, the lady was reading it. It's almost like she's like a full cast. Uh-huh. She puts such awesome, like just emphasis on things. It, 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 instead of just sounding like she's just you know, reading the lines from a book, it sounds like she's doing the lines for an audible play. An audible play. Like one of the characters has like you know, a mouthful of like sound completely It's just amazing. So, all right, let's move on. So there is news. There is news. There is lots of news. News, 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 news. Who does news? Everyone wants to listen, right? All right. Let's news. All right. Moving forward. Okay. I'm going to open this up. Uh, so, it's a while, but we talked about how a remake of uh, Point Break. Butler was going to be playing uh, Patrick Swayze's character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he has dropped out. This is surfing! Yeah, he, he's dropped out. So Luke Bracey is still set to play hotshot FBI agent Jim Da, which was originally by Keanu. Yeah, Reeves. Keanu Reeves yeah. back? No. 
quit Keanu Reeves. Well, who else is going to have a fucking-looking blank face for everyone else to project on? Well, just watch Man of Tai Chi. It's not anybody. Yeah, I've... So, yeah, so that's... That's that the news. fight scenes are pretty good. The fight scenes are awesome. I will give it that. Uh, and then uh, it looks like they're planning to do a Lethal Weapon reboot. A reboot? And Chris Hemsworth is uh, to play the lead character. Really? He's going to be he's going to be playing Riggs? What? Well, no, he's it, he's going to so play Danny Glover's character. He's going to be playing Riggs' son. <laughs> then that's not a reboot. That's a sequel, man. Yeah, that's like Maverick. That was well, a sequel I, I to the series. I think it's more they're trying to reboot the series. Backed into limelighters. I don't know. It, they're that, call- that, that's how they're calling it yeah, as a yeah. reboot. They're, it, it, they're not even getting their terminology right anymore. <laughs> yeah. Of course, they're not going to get the terminology right anymore. The, the, writers, writers, Warner Warner Brothers, the writers of uh, Hollywood nowadays are just these hacks that don't even know what real writing is. Yeah, I'd say so, too many of them are. I wouldn't say all of them. The recent version of if, the script centers on the desires of an older cop's son, presumably Riggs, mm-hmm. uh, and his wishes to join the police force. So this would open it up so that Mel Gibson and Danny Glover could come in for cameos. But I thought he was too old for this stuff. Well, he, yeah, it's just a cameo. He, he doesn't have to go karate chopping and headbutting people in, in the rain. Or, well, I mean, it doesn't take much for Danny Glover to sit on a toilet with a bomb strapped to it, <laughs> no matter how old he is. To be honest. That was the most convincing, uh, convincing performance of the entire series. Yeah. So, uh... So, I mean, I don't know. Chris Hemsworth does do a good job. So Yeah, okay. I'll give him that. You know, but, if they do, but maybe if they do do a full reboot, you know, maybe this is just trying to throw people off. Yeah, he could, I think he could do a Or either that, they'll, they'll, yeah? they're just going to do a reboot, but, uh, you know, it's a reboot, or it's, you know, it's a, it's a son of an ex-cop who just might possibly be Riggs. He's going through the same uh, existential uh, problems that Riggs went through. And it'll be just be a total retelling of the story, but different because he's his son. No, oh. it's what they did with Maverick, the movie. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. You know, but most people didn't know that they watched the original series. So, yeah. All right. Well, you know, who knows? Uh, uh, let's move on. Firefly. For the game. Uh, the the new uh, expansion pack. So, the Artful Dodger and the Big Damn Hero cards are available now for purchase. They've been available for a while now. Yeah, they're they're now releasing a press release, so it's kind of been in touch, not really well-known. So, uh, so like, unless you like game book. <laughs> so, the, it looks like the Artful Dodger, uh, the promotion for that is $10, and the Big Damn Hero cards are also $10. Nope. Excuse me. Twelve. I, really? Because I I ordered them. It was twelve bucks. Yeah, twelve. Because they're adding something extra. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Well. So. Maybe they're foil cards. Maybe it'll be like lenticular foil cards. Well, yeah. the original one was only. I think it was like only four. Yeah. I think it was. So just, it was just uh, the Malcolm fire, Zoe. Yeah. yeah. The pr- promo card pack uh, has the seven Washington. contains the seven cards plus uh, Mal's pretty floral and Wash's lucky dinosaur. So they bumped it to twelve. Ah. Adards. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, Guild Force 9 is notorious for that, waiting so long for promotional cards, and then they release them to the public. Ah. So, yeah. And the uh, the expansion pack for the game has been released in the UK. You can buy it, 
on Amazon right now, but you're going to be paying. Yeah, because you're going to be shipping that across the uh, across the sea. Yeah. Uh, MSRP is twenty nine ninety nine right now on Amazon. Cheapest one is forty two fifty. Woo! And that and that's pounds. So it, yeah, it's a little bit more. In actually, US. yeah, it's going to be like fifty. Just double it, and you'll have an idea. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, be considerably larger. That's, that's my geek news. Anyone else? What do we got? I got something. All right. I have something called the Birdly. All those that uh, surf the internet know about the Oculus Rift. And if you're into gaming and VR, you definitely have heard of the Oculus Rift. And it's awesome. There's actually a full-body control called the Birdly to help you simulate flying. Like Superman. Or Flappy Bird. Or Flappy Bird. Yeah, I guess you could do that. <laughs> All right. Steve's just like, oh, oh. yeah, I guess you could do that. I want to do Flappy Bird. That'd be it awesome. actually looks pretty cool, the uh, whole the Birdly. Okay. I say look, uh, check it out, guys. All right. All right. So, uh, who liked the Flintstones movie? Uh, uh, nobody. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, well, which one? The one uh, that had... Uh, John Goodman? The John one. Goodman and... Uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Or the one that had uh, Stephen uh, Baldwin and, the other, and that other guy. <laughs> Any of those. <laughs> Nothing given that Baldwin I didn't even good. know that there was a Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, Viva Lock, <laughs> Rock Vavid. Rock Vegas. 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 Man, Viva I can't even Vegas. talk. It's so he only crappy. knows because he has kids. Just remember that. He only knows because at least that's what I try to tell myself when the reality is that I know that he just watched it because he could. I'm I'm pretty sure certain John Goodman was in Viva Rock Vegas. No. Okay. Well, it looks like Will Ferrell is uh, planning on doing a uh, his own reboot of the Flintstones. So uh, Will Ferrell, Adam McKay, and Chris Hemsley will be executive uh, produce a full length animated movie yep. based on the classic Hanna Barbera characters. Yeah. So it's not going to be live action. It will be animated. So which will be awesome. We will. <laughs> We will all so sing Fred, and rejoice and dance the... Uh, so and Fred Flintstone will be uh, Will Ferrell. Okay. Pretty he, much. He could, as long he as they don't it. have Rosie O'Donnell, I don't really care. He yeah. could do it. So, uh, next up, what's the weirdest thing anyone has ever accidentally gotten uh, mailed to them? A skull? Nothing? Nothing? Um, well, a college student had in... Uh, in uh, let's see here. Actually, it doesn't say where it is, but a college student who wishes to remain anonymous had a $350,000 government drone mailed to him. I wouldn't say that's weird. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, unfortunately, it wasn't a full package. It's a, it was eight-box set, and one of the boxes, uh, which was supposed to go from Tampa Bay, Florida, to the Stellawag Bank, uh, Stellawag Bank Marine Sanctuary in Massachusetts. These were Noah. These were Noah drones, not the awesome drones that drop bombs. So, yeah, he had a uh, box just magically appeared. It was part of a drone. So he took a picture of it, put it up on the old uh, Reddit and imager, and then took it back over, called up uh, the person on the uh, on the invoice. and was like, yeah, I uh, got your drone. drone. Do you want it back? And, of course, they said yes, so he took it to the uh, UPS and... Yeah, so I keep it. You, I no, I probably I wouldn't. A good idea. I probably wouldn't want to keep it. That and also, I mean, it's kind of not useful. Somebody might without, actually yeah. track you down. Can I just say one thing? It's amazing how well our government is. I mean, seriously, a drone gets accidentally shipped to someone. A part of a drone. Although this is well, what would have no. happened if it would have been like the missile part? 
Yeah, well, it, it was, yeah, the, it's the, a science drone, so it, it didn't even have that part to it. Okay, but well, I ship those way, differently anyway. It, well, maybe, it, what if there was yeah, technology it, that's not released to the public yet? I mean, those are all transported differently. Yeah, as, yeah, uh, as far as we used to go for uh, just shipping. Yeah, they don't use USPS. For shipping, yeah. for shipping they use uh, ammunition, <laughs> we actually had to, uh, like, hire or charter a, uh, a uh, shipping company to actually deliver it for us. And there's a lot more forms involved just for 1.4 small arms. So anything larger than that is probably going to be actually put on a military transport and delivered from carrier to carrier with a uh, uh, signature from one location to the next. Okay. Uh, guns or guns and small arms was uh, U.S. Postal Service, but it's uh, certified mail. So that also has just as stringent of tracking. I'm thinking this is just uh, the folly of one science... Uh, uh, government science foundation to another science foundation. I don't think it's had anything, any, any uh, repercussions that happened from the uh, from U, uh, UPS. I think this was a, uh, a foul up in Florida. All right. So uh, Elder Scrolls, um, you know that that RPG game, and I, I guess they came out with a with an MMO. I haven't really seen much yeah, about I've, it. I've heard about. Yeah. It. Well, apparently the console version is going to be delayed for six months. Oh, yay. yeah. And not really surprised. And, yeah, and I don't think anybody really cares because I don't think anyone's playing it anymore because if you're playing an MMO, you're probably playing World of Warcraft. Or Star Wars. Or Star Wars because it's free. Yeah. So, I mean, free. Yeah, I mean, free. <laughs> so I mean, they're maybe, right there. We maybe, there's, maybe there's, you know, something out there. Well, hey, you can even play D&D online for free. And then the last Guild thing Wars I've got is the uh, Gotham trailer mm-hmm. for, uh, or the the trailer for for Gotham. Uh, but yeah, that's I don't gonna know. be on. Uh, I don't know if anyone else is gonna be talking about this, but holy crap, that you looks must awesome. see it. So this is yeah, it's gonna be on uh, Fox. Right? On that is that well, is like a major unfortunate. Yes, is that it's it being is gonna be on Fox. Fox because well, let's just face it, Fox screws up. Yeah, with so look for decent. it to be canceled within six weeks. Because or or just like. Despite how you know, no, out of, no they'll play episode fact, seven first. Yeah, they'll play they'll play the season finale first. So despite <laughs> how like you know cliffhangery and like completely lost, you'll be watching it from seasons or from episode to episode. Just continue watching it so that we can actually see the formative years of Gotham before Batman. Well, I mean, and that's the whole reason Almost Human was canceled because they were not playing the shows in order. And that was the whole. That was one of the reasons why uh, Firefly was canceled. Yeah, canceled. Yeah, there was no. Then content. they changed the yeah. time yeah. too. Yeah, and then they, it, time was changed. You know, it's when a series is set up, you know, things For, are happening, yeah. and then you understand things are happening in the next episode. But and you throw that off. I mean, there were several episodes where it would end on a, a, a you know, a cliffhanger. Yeah. And then you watch the next show, and it's nothing. a completely different it's like, thing. Well, what happened was what. You know, and then you know, three episodes later, they was like, "What the?" Or with the with the fact of what they did with uh, with Firefly was it was episode seven, and there was you know a lot of character archetypes that were already like established at this point. Yeah. So to go from that and then to go to the pilot of, oh, that's how they got on the show. Oh, too bad I don't care. That's and what's then, wrong yeah. with the weird, crazy chick. I don't. Yeah. This is too confusing. Yeah, yeah. and then my yeah. friend canceled. Uh, yeah. I think Fox programming managers are a bunch of ADHD kids. Well, there's something. I, you know, well, they, they do one of two things. Either they they do what they did with Firefly, and they they do basically everything wrong to it, 
and not give it a chance because they did everything wrong with it, and they'll cancel it really dang quick, or they let it run itself to death. See House. See X Files. See Simpsons. See hell, even and I'm, I'm you guys and well, these the people at the table aren't going to yell at me, but some of my Trekkie friends out there, CTNG. Mm-hmm. So you know they're they're gonna they're gonna do that just because oh well I guess it's the ratings and then they'll beat it to death and yeah. to the point of it it jumps the shark and then it freaking nukes the nukes the coke machine or nukes the tiger <laughs> and there's nothing else to do. Yeah, it, it, they it makes no sense. And then you have no. Mulder and Scully having a weird love baby together, despite the fact that I don't know the show is falling apart. Get together, yeah. 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 And then the T one thousand comes in during the last yeah. couple of seasons, and it's yeah. like, uh, wait, no, no, what? they can't. They canceled the Sarah Chronicle Chronicles. Oh, did they? Did yeah. They? Okay. No, he. The, yeah, the the last few seasons. The, the last few seasons had Robert, Patrick. Had, had Robert Patrick. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. 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 You're right. Okay. All right. I see where you're going yeah. with that one. Okay. No, I mean it's they they make no sense. I no. mean, you have some really yeah. good solid series that. I don't know. Well, you know, looking... Terra Nova was pretty decent too. Mm-hmm. They canceled that after one season. Oh no, they canceled it halfway. Well, through Well, that's the true. They, halfway through the season, but they did at least let them finish. Let write yeah. it out. Well, uh, see, well, here's the. I mean, we can explore it from. We can sort of look at it from the other angle. Maybe they know exactly what they're doing. Maybe they saw all the episodes and said, "This is going to be too good." Like this is going to take something away from one of these other shows that we. That really sucks. Supposed, yeah, or they. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, like, like we, could get, really we could like... take a look at... Oh, this is, this is going to kill the Simpsons. Well, or, or something else that they have their support behind. Because, I mean, Fox... Yeah, let, let's, let's like be, Fox well, News. Well, yeah, let, let's be real here, because Fox definitely is sort of a... I mean, they, they play favorites. They do. Even with things that are terrible. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to torpedo things intentionally just to make sure that certain other things stay on the air. No, I'm sure they do. Well, any of the uh, interviews what... they did with the cast of uh, Mad TV said that it was damn near impossible to work with Fox. Mm-hmm. Like they would, they would be shattering the numbers of SNL, and Fox would just be do better. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're yeah. I yeah. I think in uh, more along that line, yeah. like, they know exactly what they're doing, and which is unfortunate because there's like, good programs and that would have been making them. Some money. Yeah, but it's, who's giving me money now? Yeah, yeah I think that uh, the executives over at Cartoon Network were like, "Hey, we're best friends with Fox. We should do it their way." <laughs> They've done that over and over again. Now they're happy shows. Hardly anything good is even on. Ever. Cartoon, Cartoon Network's a completely different ball of wax. Yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah oh, it's I've, I just heard stories from people that work there. It sounded pretty much the same. It, <laughs> yeah, it changed. It's just management. Then yeah, it doesn't anyway. matter what. So all right. Well, speaking along that same line, though, I got a couple of Go ahead. a couple of quick items. So, Go uh, Go Power Rangers is apparently Lionsgate is going to be working together with uh, original creators of the uh, Mighty Morphin Power yep. Rangers Saban to bring another Mighty Morphin, not Mighty live Morphin, action, live action Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So I mean, minus Trini, we could be seeing a full blown reunion of the original Power Rangers here. So, um, so are, are we going to see the, I don't know. Uh, the I don't witch know. lady with the funny hair? Rita Repulsa? Whatever her name Hell is. Hell yeah. Rita Repulsa. I don't know. I, I didn't actually I watch the show. <laughs> I, I, I'm just cursed with a terrible, <laughs> yeah. or with good long, long-term memory, so. It doesn't matter on memory if you don't watch the show. <laughs> I may have just watched the show recently, so. So, you, are you actually your name? I, I kind of met Jason David Frank when he came to Comic-Con yeah. and got his autograph. Yeah, so. we met him. We, we oh, actually yeah. interviewed yeah. him. They're nice guys, nice yeah. people. 
So it's the Megazord, right? It is. So we need we need an epic showdown of the Megazord versus Voltron. They're both giant robots controlled by people. That would be they, now, but the, yeah, but the, the official term operated is by multiple. And, huh? Yeah, the official term is Gestalt. Okay, Gestalt. They and they Gestalt. both have laser swords that they form out of nothing. Yeah. I, I gotta say though, Voltron is actually bigger by a lot. But Dragonzord. When you add on Dragonzord on top of okay, Megazord. So the Voltron oh. is actually like twice their size. So it doesn't even no, matter. No, no, so the one bigger the they are, the harder they fall. Not the one from the movie. <laughs> the one in the movie that they find to defeat the ooze guy is actually they're only about inches apart yeah, apart in height. Yeah. I have no idea. That's okay. Yeah, looking at I, it I have I have scale. looked into this because of that news report. I'm like, hmm, that should be an interesting <laughs> game report. Now, if we add, are showdown. we going to do the? We should do the vehicle Voltron too, then. No, I just don't like yeah, that, that one. Yeah, that one's a little weirder. I had it as a toy. It was I a pain too. in the butt to build, and I'm glad it disappeared. <laughs> I really don't know whatever happened to it. Yeah, it's probably a collector's item now. Oh, I'm sure it is. Because all well, 36 pieces. Yeah, the, yeah. the <laughs> least favorite toys are like now the most expensive toys yeah. now to get. Yeah, I know. Because they didn't freaking, make very many. Freaking Optimus. Although the original Optimus the Prime. original ET Dude. game is totally not. There was popular. Story. An original. <laughs> there was an original Optimus Prime in its box at Fanex. Yeah, I saw that. 130 bucks. Only 130. I was so tempted. To get right? so much trouble to buy that thing. I loved <laughs> my original Optimus Prime. It was die-cast metal, too. Right? I know. Yeah. It's die-cast metal. The only thing plastic on it is his head and his fist. It's, yeah, and his fist. Which is... you have to plug into the little light sockets. Yeah. Yep, that's what I had when I was a kid. I love that thing. And you always put the fist inside the cab. My brother, I had, my brother and I had Optimus Prime and Soundwave. Yeah. I think we had the perfect combination right there. <laughs> Roller. Sound wave. Man, I um, miss roller. And really quickly, um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 reached $92 million over the weekend, um, which is actually much less than what all the other Spider-Man movies have made thus far. Nice. But still Surprise. good. Still good. But, I, mean, I can't believe this. You guys gave me all this slack and this crap that I was going to the show for free, and then I make arrangements so you guys can go and you can't go. Yeah. I got yeah, tickets I, I, this how you it can't works. go. It's, I'm not going like to Godzilla. I, it's not like I. It's not like I didn't want to go. It's that I, the only person at this table that went was Colin. And it was hey, hey, I didn't even oh, know yeah, that okay, you got Colin, you were taking people to it. Get him now. Oh, yeah. I, I still did. I didn't even get to go to Camp America, which I was you. planning on doing yesterday. I see how it is. It was at three o'clock in the afternoon. That's when I get off work. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. I told you that. Oh, love. You got off here. So sorry. My bad. Uh, that but nobody wants you around, for, Chris. So. Oh, so my gosh. For anybody that's actually read the comics, you already know the ending of the second movie. Gwen Stacy dies. Spoiler alert. I yes. haven't seen it, but Game I'm just spoilers. taking a guess because that's what Gwen Stacy does. Yes, is she does. Die. She's she dies. just as good as Kenny. But, yeah, that's like her hobby. Yeah. Gwen Stacy, things to do. Die. Become a uh, romantic interest for Sp- Spider-Man for oh, no apparent reason. I think the way that died. they handled the villains was actually better than they have in they, they other handled Spider-Man it better. Movies. However, there was definitely a lot of openings, the you know the show for the upcoming movies. Yeah, so yeah. Sure. I, I like the idea saw, of them making a Doc Ock movie. You got to see Doc Ock's arms. You saw Vulture's wings. You saw the rhino suit. I didn't say Vulture. I said Black Cat. No, I'm okay. saying in you got okay. to see all that. You see Vulture's wings. 
you yeah. you were gesturing towards me, like I said. Oh no, about. I was just okay. gesturing okay. out. So, but yeah, right. no, it it could be awesome. <clears throat> All right, and then it, finally, it uh, uh, finally, took it out of the hand NBC has uh, ordered the green light for a television series for Constantine starring Matt Ryan. Uh, f- let's see here. Uh, and we talked about that a while. Yep, Harold Perrineau from Son of An- Sons of Anarchy and Lucy Griffiths from True Blood. Look for people. Now the thing I like about this is they're going dark. I, it is going well, to be... NBC. Well, it's constant, so, so it kind of has to be dark. Yeah, they are going to... I've been reading Or are you mean they're it. actually like filming it dark, like they're only using no, no. a big lighter? They are actually <laughs> going to be showing Constantine as he should be, not the Keanu Reeves Constantine. Which, I mean, he's going to have, gonna have the British accent, he's going to have the kind of the punk rock feel to him, because... Yeah, you know, he well, the, the, the original uh, the original design concept for Constantine was actually based off of musician Sting. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. what makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That would be awesome if Sting showed up in an episode. Yeah. Like you know, the, the wrestler Sting or the musician Sting? The musician. Okay. All right. I, mean, I didn't even know that there was a wrestler named yep. Sting. Yep. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's uh, move on to the Gamer Forge. Moving forward. We only have two. We only have two Gamer Forge. Clank, 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 clank. Do we have the ones that we missed out last week? I probably still have them in the email, yes. Okay. So all right. So, so if these ones we can, we can't hammer out for oh we should minutes, be able to we should be able to all right. So uh, we're gonna jump into this. <coughs> Boblin would be his name. Hello, Boblin. Welcome to the Game Report. Boblin. That is what he says. Boblin. Oh. My buddy told me I should email you my question, and maybe you guys can or can't help me out, but it's worth a shot. Our gaming Smart move. our gaming group has ground to a halt over this issue. Half okay. the group citing one way, the other citing the other. In the book, A Ring of Regeneration reads as such. This white gold ring continually allows a living wearer to heal one point of damage per level per hour rather than uh, every day. This ability cannot be aided by the heal skill. Non-lethal damage heals at a rate of one point of damage per level every five minutes. If the wearer loses a limb, an organ, or any other body part while wearing this ring, the ring of regeneration uh, excuse me. The ring regenerates it as the spell. In either case, only damage taken while wearing the ring is regenerated. With that known, this is what happened. One of our players in the group, let's call him Boblin, wears said ring on his left hand. During a battle, his right hand is cut off, and he's not worried about it because the hand will slowly regenerate. However, this is where things get to where we are because, well, shortly after that, his left hand gets cut off. Theoretically wow, speaking, the spell was active when his hand was cut off, but the channeling, if it can be called that, got interrupted. If, uh, let's see, it was less than one round. Wear the ring again. So he's wearing the ring again on his right hand. Would he get his left hand back? If the answer is yes, which I don't believe, would he get the ha- his right hand back in the first place to be able to swap the ring over? If he doesn't wear the ring again. Blah, blah, blah. Help. No, a clone will be generated from that left hand, and that will be the end of that. And the original will have no hand. So, basically, <laughs> the hand has not fully regenerated. It hasn't been enough time. The other hand, with the ring, is cut off. Does the right hand still get regenerated? Because it was in the middle of the process. Nope. I, yeah, I would say it would just no, stop. No, no. Stop where it uh, it was at the point that the left hand was well, removed. It, yeah, correct. And you know, 
because it's it, the the way this, the the ring of regeneration works is it's basically a spell over time while being cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it being cast is while the ring is being worn. Well, yeah, and, that, and it does state that only damage taken while wearing the ring is regenerated. So if yeah. the hand is cut off, so he's not wearing it off, anymore. Yeah, he's you not wearing it. anymore. He and he can't put it on and hope that both hands grow back. Yeah, but. Put it on my toe. I'll put it on something. Here, here let me uh, uh, unplug well, it here. There, there is an option, no. though. Ear it's a, it? I mean, it's going to be an uh, expensive I was thinking option. of a yeah. uh, Prince John myself. Well, <laughs> oh, no. Contact fucking... That's why I go to But, I mean, even if he puts it on his toe, the hand... Doesn't work. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, it has to be after he well, puts it, it on. It has yeah. to be on a hand. For some reason, they say that rings can only be worn on okay. a hand. But because I mean, because if they did, you'd break the game yeah. if it's not already broken. Yeah. Because you're you can effectively wear four different rings doing four different things. Correct. So See, that's why I say the other hand will generate a clone and he'll have no hands. Um, See, well, that, that, is, really. that, is, that is one option. You can certainly <laughs> try to clone your... You can use a... Um, there's a, I th- a spell called clone mm-hmm. that you could use to regenerate yourself. And then, then you sort of wait until your handless body dies and then your consciousness transfers into the clone and then you're good again. Also kind of expensive. So, so in, a lot in of XP other words, become Hugh Jackman in The Prestige. You could do that. Which okay. It's a little creepy, but yes. <laughs> Uh, however, if you did do that, you would get to meet David Bowie as Nikola Tesla, which would be awesome. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Itself. All right. And yeah, you, be, you get to meet Batman before he becomes Batman. Yes, that's also very true. And yes. before he starts talking like this. All right. Um, Where's Rachel? Um, your and then, other... not so good third movie. <laughs> your, uh, your other option, which is also kind of pricey and it would require... You're, you're basically, you would have to commit to this once you start down this road. There's an item called a Hand of Glory, which is basically a necklace, which is a necklace literally of a hand. Yeah. It's a, a third hand that allows you to wear a third ring. So you can wear that around your neck and wait until you're regenerated. But, I mean, the Hand of Glory in and of itself is tons. Super expensive. It's tons. Yeah. You're, you're better off just retiring that character and trying to start fresh. Your character is can endless. learn... Advanced your, science your from character. a chemistry book <laughs> and get a blacksmith to create metal hands that work. <laughs> and then go around saying go. groovy. And say groovy all the time. Groovy. Well, if you were yeah, playing I, Iron Kingdoms, you could, actually. True, you actually, could just, you could in yeah, Iron you could just have, But uh, as of now, your character is uh, actually a step below so, the Kingslayer. So, so in, yeah, you're, you're yeah. bone, dude. You're, you're, unless you're you in are Iron Kingdoms. You're no longer Kingdom. Jamie Lancaster. Yeah. No. <laughs> or Lannister. Yeah, unless you're in Iron Kingdoms, you're... you're your guy needs to retire. Yeah, it's or you're especially if you're getting both your night. hands. If yeah. you're getting both your hands cut off, it's well, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Let me take a step can back. He, can he find a uh, like a priest that could cast like a regeneration no. on him that would grow his hands back? Um, yes. I mean, there's great a greater because there there is a risk because yeah, well, there's no. the question is would he be able to get out of the whole situation no. of where they're at in time? No. without well, hands. Well, this is what that. you do. You do go the way of the Snurf Nevlin. And, uh, you know, Belwart, dip, uh, whatever. Dip oh, and yeah, yeah. Fair you get a, hammer, you get on a one, hammer on one end, one end and a pickaxe yep. on the other, and you go charging <laughs> in. You just can never drink a cup of ale. Battle <laughs> Yep. Well, you see, if you just get one hand replaced with, like, a ladle, and the other hand with, like, a huge shovel. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Then you could, then you're sort of got, you got the utility thing going on. So yeah, a ladle, use, a shovel, you're useful. duct tape. Yep. Useful yeah. until your 
teammates will, might actually keep you around. Yeah. And then you can follow the elephants and the horses in the parade. Yep. And, so then- <laughs> and you can easily dig the holes for everybody's latrine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the, so that pretty much comes down to, I mean, are you really that committed to this character? Because there's no way you're going to get out of this for cheap no. or quickly. Yeah. Or Honestly. efficiently. So yeah. if Let's, you're if you're not that committed, if if you're not if you're more less attached to this character than you are a mustache, it's probably just time to let him go. All right, uh, let him go. You never know; let they could be go. really attached to a mustache. Okay, Don't Don't need we're gonna move on to the next anymore. one. Okay. This one is from Darn Looking Good Cleric. Hello, Darn Looking Good Cleric. Welcome to the <laughs> that Gamer. That sounds board. really wrong. Darn <laughs> Looking Good Cleric. I think Ben yeah. scared How everyone off doing, of putting their baby? names in. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. gentlemen and ladies. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm I have hoping ridden far and wide to bring this utmost of monumental re- questions to your attention. I have faced creatures most foul and so evil that even the bravest of men would wet their pants and call for mommy. Squirrels? I have done all of this so that I can bring this question to you. I am a lawful evil cleric that follows no god, but I am in an order of lawful good and lawful neutral clerics, and I am faking that I am praying to their god, and we are in a mass combat campaign. Darn you drow. And I want to raise an elite troop of undead to protect me in battle. So my question is here, <clears throat> Excuse me one moment as I channel my inner flagoon. How do I raise the dead and look good doing it? <laughs> Obviously, the problem is that raising undead is kind of evil, and I want to hide this action from the public view. Detect undead, magic, evil, etc. My soldiers will be clad in full point, so any random soldier won't see the skeletons under the armor. Can you help me out here? Big cloaks. Tarp. I like how every time they, they're like trying to come up with like a way of breaking the system without breaking the system, it's channeling me. It's awesome. I, I feel like, I feel very, uh, very honored. <laughs> but, just, uh, you know, just pretend that you're being things. attacked by what you rose. Oh, it's like, darn, ah, they're oh. attacking me. Look, these zombies. It's coming right for us. <laughs> um, bam. <laughs> let me, let me uh, just do what I can. Just to win, and I will control these, because it's the only way to well, win. My question here is, he mentioned drow, so they're apparently underground. Yeah. So there's not a lot of places to hide the fact that you're, ra- you know... Raising dead bodies. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe... If you're in another cavern and everyone's not around, you can maybe take a moment and, you know, if they're wearing armor, hey, that is a good point. You can't see the bones. But there is one problem about undead creatures. They have flaming red eye sockets. And they probably and stink. stink. Yeah. They're not very um, smelly. They're not very good smell. Hey, I just found some friends. That they just haven't bathed for a while. <laughs> and on top of that, I don't know how the clerics are not going to suddenly notice, uh, you know, their, their radar is going to be flying off the charts of, look, there's undead creatures. Yeah. You start, ca- you start casting uh, bad spells in front of good people, especially good clerics, they're going to know that bad spells are being cast. Is there some type of masking spell? Um, yes, because you can, um, you can disguise aura. Okay. Um, you can, and then you can also um, feign, I think it's called feign life. Okay. So it gives. Uh, so there's there is a couple options. There's a couple if options if you if you want to get down to the 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 fine points of it. Mm-hmm. So that way you can sort of pretend that they're alive. Yeah. 
Um, but they wouldn't face, they obviously wouldn't take, you know, um, hard scrutiny. Yeah. Like if you took off the helmets, you know, yeah. boom, you're going you're gonna to catch them. But if you didn't take off the helmets and you didn't bother checking them, yeah. you might get away with that. You might be able to get away with it in a battle or something. Using that. Yeah. If you're looking for like a one-time thing, you probably get away with it. But you're kind of flirting with disaster on that Is there a way the guy could do this and just say the only reason why he did this this way was because if he didn't, it was going to kill him? Well, I mean, lawful neutral characters can raise dead if I remember Well, here's the thing. Anyone can raise the dead. Okay. It's a matter of why you're doing it. Because you've got to have a good reason. Because if, I mean, as soon as they start grilling you over it and it's... Even you remotely. better have a, an amazing bluff check. It's, well, it's just would... a matter if you sa- if it's if it sounds like you just did it just because you know, or just because you sa- thought it would be a good idea, or because it sounded cool. I did what was necessary to survive. Yeah, yeah, but see, but like, you weren't there. You <laughs> don't understand the sort of pain that I, the sort of danger I was in. But see, you can't the, handle the, the truth. Necessity, sort of. Um, Necessity being sort of the mother of invention, though, mm-hmm. you can almost fabricate a good reason to do it because maybe you're short on allies. Yeah. And you, you've got to be digging deep, so to speak, you know, if you'll pardon the uh, no, play on words. That's right. you got to be, I mean, you might, it, it, so you can say desperation drove me to do this, but trust me, when this battle's over, they're gone. Just, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, sell I'll, them. They're, 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 they're gone as soon as we're done with this. I can't even stand their smell anyway. So well, I, you know, and another, you know, maybe they've. If you want, I will demons. send them. I will send them in as the first wave, so they will be most likely be the first ones destroyed. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so be willing to make some. That's actually a good point. There is is to be willing to make a little bit of compromise on that because there's no way. Yeah. There is no way in hell you are going to get away with this completely scot-free. Well, just complete with anybody. Yeah. There's no way you're going to do that and get and and not have some and not have a consequence to it. Yeah. So if you can make if you're willing to make a concession right up front and say, okay, yeah, I'll send them in with the first wave or as soon as this battle is won, they're dispelled, something to ease their fears. Because if they come in with this hard line of it's undead, it's unacceptable, you're you're lost. Yeah. But if you come in with that bargaining chip and saying it's like, hey, I did this so we can you know, because I have this, you know, this plan to yeah, send well, them in on the flank or something like that. you guys were busy over here, we got completely overrun on this end, and I had no other choice unless you wanted us to be completely and, and wailed over on uh, from behind. And yeah. it can't be a constant thing. If you're or, doing it constantly, jigs up. Yeah. Or, or yeah. since, you know, coming out of the closet is now the new thing to do, mm-hmm. maybe this is the moment for you to go, hey, guys, uh, I know you guys don't like this, but... Uh, I'm evil. Uh, necromancer. I, I can save us very, very easily. Yeah. If you just let me do my thing. And take one of your souls, too. Just saying. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's later. Yeah. You get their trust. It, it, it's like selling drugs. You get their trust. The first one's free. Yeah, the first one's free. The next ones are going to have to pay. You know, another thing, since it is drow, there might be demons, so their aura might be mask it for a little bit. Yeah. Possible. But then, you know, you're going to have to dispel it. I mean, like, ASAP. or As, as have them charge as the in. demons go down, yeah. dispelled. I mean, it's a lot of Febreze. Have them yeah. charge in on those demons. <laughs> well, it's a battleground, which doesn't yeah. smell very good, because there's a lot of corpses yeah. evacuating their bowels, and oh. and uh, viscera does not smell very pretty. 
yeah. as well as massive amounts of blood. A little bit of blood, not so much. But once when it starts getting into the gallons level, All right. then it doesn't smell Lagoon good. Lagoon at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. <laughs> we can just leave it there. We don't need to go any further. <laughs> All right. Uh, for those of you who are still listening I'm to us after that, we thank you for still listening. <laughs> I'm sorry if my life experiences were a little outside the normal for everybody else. <laughs> what I'm really curious about, though, this kind of this this has me thinking, though, is why is somebody doing this to begin with? Like, why is somebody playing knowingly an playing evil an evil Claire. character in the middle of? Basically, he's basically operating as the antithesis of what everyone else is. Why, why, do, why <laughs> do we climb a mountain, Joe? Because it's there. But at the same time, <laughs> but there's a difference between climbing a mountain and then climbing a mountain that's already been climbed. Why and... do we continue playing Niska's Holiday and, and Firefly when it's the hardest story quest to play? Because there's not because really many other options. There's not really many other options. But with any other game, with it, with a, with a, with a role playing game, though the options but that are will limitless. change with the new booster, the yeah. the expansion. Yeah, we'll have because to there options. are rules where but you can interact with each other. But you can actually interact <laughs> with other cl- players. Never, never. Yes. You you, you mean you mean emote? Like you just be like slash lol, and then you're like, yeah, my character laughs, or slash bow, and my character bows. No, no. Like you get this is going to be online now. It's awesome. All right. See, I always do slash wheelie. I All right, so we wheelie. are almost out of time. Uh, we'll we'll yeah, get these I, posted I just, for I you. I find that completely baffling. If, is... if you want to write in and let us know, and, and I'm pretty sure that's why they left their name out, because they, you know, their other pe- well, friends yes. are probably listening. That's actually a very, uh, uh, very wise thing to do there, but, uh, Unless, you know, well, your party is listening in and is like, hey, we're fighting drought too, and we're a bunch of lawful good Clerics, yeah. which one of you is the traitor? <laughs> it's hey, you, isn't it? I bet it's not us that they're talking about. So, Somebody uh, else's team. But if you want to write in, give us a little bit more insight. Maybe we can add on. Yeah, to I'm it. just, I'm really curious as to why people do this because it's like I, I tried that once and found no enjoyment in it, and, and uh, I see people I try to do it again it. and again well, and I don't again, know. and just it keeps coming up to the I'm, same exact. Well, result. look at, look I'm going to call this. I'm going I'm to call this a new effect. I'm calling it pulling a flagoon. Pulling up right. lagoon. Doing what's hard, doing doing something hard in an RPG for the joy of trying to get away with doing something hard in an RPG. Well, look at look at a it's not a Bob Defendi when we played uh, Paul Janessa's orc and giant and Grayshawl well, game. Well, well, and, I mean, and I know what you're talking about, was, I mean, but it's kind he, of an esoteric thing. Yeah, you know, his was I'm not going to attack the entire thing, and he, he yeah, did he's that. He's only going to attack his family. Well, he didn't even attack. Uh, he, yeah, he, he ended up not. Yeah. The only time he attacked was when, or I don't see he attacked, but the only time he hit anything was when he was smacking some of his, one of his brothers around. Yeah, yeah. And that was his Barely. goal. Yeah. Was he was only going to attack family? Correct. So, so. I mean, it's it's kind of similar to that, but at the same time, maybe the DM or the dungeon master set something up with him. Specifically, he's like, yeah, hey, like, I, mean, I want you to do this with this type of character. So maybe it's the DM that's already set this up. Maybe. Uh, but I'm just saying, it's like, I mean, but to what end? I, I mean, don't know. Like, is there some... There's got to be something. Yeah. Because that, maybe that's the part that I'm having a because hard time wrapping just, my head around. Because if he's just doing it so that he can later screw up the team, that kind of stuff. Why? That's yeah, not, that, that's but the part. I'm like, if there why is, would you do that? But well, if maybe. maybe he's a secret plant of the main villain of the storyline... That would make sense. Or, or, a, or he wants to become the main villain. Or of an antagonist on another front, not even a part of this war, but just kind of wants to have you know, a 
a, a mole in a particular, you know, sect because, you know, this is the closest uh, group that's going to be able to uh, rise against us soon, and we want to have a good heads up what's going to happen uh, when it's going to happen. Or maybe try to manipulate so they go a different direction or something. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Push him, push him uh, south instead of east. Or maybe he's the reason they're down there fighting the drow. Could be. So that they're busy with I the drow while he conquers the land above. Well, all right. So all right. we've got five minutes we left. I think we should probably wrap this We're up. We're going to wrap this up. And thank you guys for our sending in your questions to uh, uh, for the, the Gamer Forge. This is a, a pleasure of mine every every uh, Thursday. That's what I look forward is to. Being able to kind of you know bash my head into a, a really fun puzzle. And you guys do not fail to... Uh, to uh, um, with that said, yeah, with the, with doing that, we're so, going to try to do a Gamer Forge panel at FantasyCon. We should do it. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as we can try to, we can get everything aligned. We're going to try to do that. So, so show up, your questions. You know, we did the D and D next panel. <laughs> it was awesome. It was pretty much the same deal, but we can do this like we do on the show every day at FantasyCon with lots of people, and everyone loved us. So we'll try to do that. And we love you. Uh, next week. Margaret White uh, Productions. Back. We will be talking Firefly, Amen. the role-playing yes. game, and all of its oh. awesomeness with Margaret Weiss and Monica, and we're going to tell stories. You, you know, I gotta, I we have say, to tell Playing Jane is probably the funnest character to do. Well, we got We have to relate uh, the story with uh, Larry. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That was well, amazing. You didn't, you didn't get to sit down on my game, but me, I was playing Jane for ours oh, with, yeah, with, uh, with, with Craig. Craig. Yeah. And... Like, when, as soon as Joe left playing Mal, or, yeah, he and, took over. and somebody else came in to play Mal, I basically just started running it, and I racked up the body count. I was blowing up priests left and right. So pretty much, uh, <laughs> it was you totally did. That, was, that whole storyline is Mal hit his head, became someone else, someone else and you took over. Yeah. Jane took over. He yep. finally yeah. got to be the captain of the ship. Mal, yeah, Mal like got concussed. Wanted. Yeah. And Jane was in charge. Oh, dear God. <laughs> the fear. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing that because uh, a bunch of local authors are doing the Altered Perception uh, short stories yeah, for, I saw to about help that. out yeah. uh, Dan Wall's uh, brother, Robin. The Robin train Wall. job if Jane were in charge. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, Brandon's writing a section, rewriting a section of uh, Way, Way of Kings, Kings where Kaladin makes a different decision. Yeah. Um, I would love to see an episode, just like like a one-off episode, you know, alternate reality, an alternate from... reality where you know, you know that one episode where you know Mal and him came face to face, and well, Jane shoots him, and Mal's gone, and now he takes over. That would be awesome. Well, as much as I'd hate to see you could actually get, die, you, you but you that would just, be awesome. You could do this in this uh, in the Firefly uh, role playing game, and we will be talking to Margaret Weiss and Monica Vellanetti next week, so you could have your Tune questions. In. Yeah, ready. please send in your questions for them. Or you can send Remember your questions. Remember, John will be working. Bertha, <laughs> vote on Facebook. <laughs> and then uh, be sure to check us out on the 22nd for Strange Country by Deborah Coates. Finishing off the month with Ed Greenwood talking about the Herald, the last book in the Sundering event of uh, it is the, the history. End of it the is the sundering. end of the Sundering. So join us and Joe... Okay, well, before we go, a uh, special thanks to MB Design Studios for taking care of our logo. So if you have, any, if you have a new logo, T-shirt, banner, or company insignia that you want to have done, just talk to Nate. Go to mbdesignstudios.com or check out MB Design Studios on Facebook. Talk to Nate. He'll take care of you. 
And check out our Facebook page. It's constantly being updated. And, uh, yeah, more yep. great stuff to come. Oh, yeah, huh? Oh, we, did, we, did we already say thanks to Epic Puzzles Games, too? Epic Puzzles Games. We just did. In, in West Valley, Utah. <laughs> We're here. So with that being we said, good night, Salt Lake. Good night, world. And as always, please, get more of your games! My name's Francis Sawyer, but everyone calls me Psycho. Any of you guys call me Francis, I'll freaking kill ya! Okay, Francis. Wow. <laughs>